Coming to you with another edition of COGS, Conversations of Great Significance with Adam, Tony, and Mike. We are about to just jump right into this rousing conversation about music, concerts, and how it affects each one of us. And if you enjoy this episode, please feel free to like, subscribe, and uh, tell a friend about it. Let's get into it. I mean, we have the family plan for Spotify, and that's honestly the main thing you know that we use. I'm willing to bet that there's a light that goes off at Spotify headquarters if I don't log in by 6.15 in the morning. If I don't start streaming by 6.15, there's somebody at Spotify being like, we're going to need a wellness check. Fuck, Adam's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we have his address. Perfect. Yeah, right? <laughs> Send a squad yeah. over. So, no, I mean, we listen to an absurd amount of music in the house. I mean, since you said that the other day, I've been trying to le- watch less TV. Loser. And I have noticed that in the absence of the TV, we have been... I mean, we just tell Alexa to play, you know, whatever. It's kind of nice to have the random. And usually if she puts it on, it's country horse shit. And if I put it on, it's like 2000s metal or something like that. Okay. So, all right. This brings me on to a great conversation here. All right. So I'm curious about this. So maybe you guys can help me as you guys are all married. So... And we have. You are, we're you all are, married. You are too, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but this is going to help me with my marriage. Okay, so my wife. My wife. Love her to death. With the, with the sexy time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I just dated ourselves there. Okay, so we'll cut that out. She is very, very much into, like, you know, the country, you know, your Carrie Underwood and mm-hmm. Eric Church and all of that stuff. My wife is too. Yeah, so I am more of, you know, the Lamb of God, Metalcore, Warren Ashore kind of vibe. Sure. You know, so get heavy, let's go. Yeah. But I also like, you know, the 90s stuff because I grew up in that era. You know, your Pearl Jam, you know. I've never been able to get into Pearl Jam, to be Pearl Jam's not you. necessarily my favorite. Uh, I love Eddie Vedder. Uh, my favorite song ever is Black, by the way. Uh, but I prefer the acoustic version from the Unplugged. The 10 album? Yeah, it's from 10. That was my 96, I think. Yeah, it's a pretty awesome album. Actually, I don't think it was 96. I think it was I don't before know year that came out. I don't know. But anyway, so we can kind of agree on stuff like that. So now mm-hmm. we have Jay, mm-hmm. uh, and Jay's playlist is the most random shit you've ever seen. It's got, like, rap. It's got, like, some R&B. He's got, like, some Beyonce. He goes to, like, Adele. Then he goes to Slipknot. And then it's, like, Architects. And then it's, like, Eric Church. It's all over the place. So at least we're doing okay there. But whenever you guys are listening to music in the house, because that's predominantly what we do since we don't watch a lot of TV, how do you guys find that balance? Or do you just listen to whatever your wife wants to listen to and just shut up? No. um, It's a bit of a compromise. I mean, because she's got a lot more alone time in the house than I do because I work longer hours and she's got more time off. So when I'm not home, she either listens to the country stuff or she'll throw an audio book or something like that on. And then when I get home, she'll turn it off and throw in her airpods or whatever and then listen to something else while i watch tv or she'll click it onto something that i want to listen to because she knows that i'm home for less time i just mix it up okay just mix it up yeah we usually like kind of along that thing that same theme of like metal and alternative 90s 2000s that era like it's kind of back in the day my wife doesn't listen to too much in between music i think it's either like the latest hits Mm -hmm. or it's our generation 90s early 2000s alternative rock. She was into the same music you were into when you guys were like yeah. in high school and stuff like that. So she industrial. She, does, she yeah. doesn't really have that that big gap in between like there is like a my, weird like like she's like a savant when it comes to like celebrities and musicians that are 
pop culture icons, if you will. Sure. You know, she knows all the current people that are popular and all that fun stuff. For me, there's a gap somewhere in there where you're kind of hanging on to like the, the 2000s and the newer stuff was kind of meh. And most of the newer stuff that we like now is like more popular stuff. I think there's there's like a weird gap. Almost like when I was a kid, like I didn't listen to 80s music, even though I was realistically like my, my 80s were like my... Yeah, your are music years. years. Yeah. But I don't know 80s music for shit. I only know, like, 90s music. So I graduated in 99, all right? So, and I am by far definitely into, you know, your your obvious stuff. The grunge era is <clears throat> my jam, right? But that was a very, that was a stepping stone for me into the heavier, more aggressive music. So I don't really have that gap, per se. Like, I can jump into 90s, 2000s, 2010s and then current and you know find something that i definitely like in there consistently so i don't really have that big gap but if i really have my preference uh we've got a guy at work that's 24 i found a license plate the other day in my garage that's older than he is he was telling me about it he's like man i found this awesome new band that just started touring i'm like oh yeah who are they you know fuck yeah i'd love to check it out you know who is it rage against the machine i was like oh my fucking god i'm my father i'm so goddamn old now well that's realistically though that's because they just started touring again. no i get it right but he missed like the whole audio slave portion of it and he meant i well so much more that goes into all that well you know how you like you say like oh that was my 91 or that was my yeah right 201 what was your 2014 yeah no strong point yeah. check yeah, you know what I mean? Check like, that's, that's the gap that I'm talking about. Right, but I don't think that, I think that modern music, or not modern music, but I think music now isn't as generationally definitive. Sure, I could agree with that. Yes and no. Like, I think the, I think there's a lot of crossover now, and so you don't have, oh, this is strictly rap, or oh, this is strictly rock, or anything like that, because there's so much crossover in it. And so you have artists you know doing covers with other bands or doing songs where they kind of interlay it and i think that that's from kind of when i was in high school like you had your limp biscuits and your corns and you're you know doing like the dj stuff in addition to the instrumentals and kind of laying that rap rock initial you know phase of that and it's just kind of morphed into what it is today but i think rap rock is dead i could be wrong i would i would probably agree with you Although there's, they're introducing a lot of electronica or a lot of electronics into a lot of you know modern metal music now. So a great example is like Corn still sells out every tour that they do because yeah, Corn's fucking awesome, and that's our generation. We're the yes. money. We're we're in the spending money part of our life cycle. Right, but I mean, if you look at Corn, Corn has gone through. That's like saying that's like saying, and I'm not equating the two, but I'm saying that's like saying Rolling Stones. Right. Well, of course, they're all they're at that level where they're always going to sell out because their fans are in that age where they can just where we have disposable income. Fuck, we're buying quarter cows. (laughs) Messy. I'm real. But keep spitting the meat, woman. It's gonna last till through winter. But I mean, like, look at the with corn specifically. Like, look at the evolution of that. Like, he's gone. They've gone through that initial phase where they were just super heavy. Then they kind of got into like the rap rock stuff, and now they he went through a thing where he was DJing and doing songs with like Skrillex and stuff like that. Like, sure. like yeah, that okay. that band in particular has a little bit evolved and refined their sound so what's a little your, bit over the years. What's your favorite newest to corn song? I can tell you I haven't picked up an album and But if Corn came to town, I would go you'd him. fucking go. That's the <laughs> thing. So 
they have like such a powerful effect on your youth that even though you couldn't name a single current song on their latest album, you would still go to see them because of the older how songs. they impacted you. Sure. But like I would be disappointed if like they were like, Oh, we're just gonna play our new album. Right. I wouldn't go see them. Right, but you wouldn't know until after you bought your ticket and you got there. So But, but that's a that's a thing though. Like a lot of them are doing Hey, we're gonna play this album all the way through. Like that, like that's our concert, and like that's how they like promote the new it. Albums? Yeah, like uh, the, well, that's a lot of old bands are now bringing back. Like um, I've seen a couple advertisements, you know, where bands are now going to play like their first album. Like an example, right. we were just talking about Pearl Jam Ten. Sure. I would go and I would watch that in a heartbeat. You don't even need to let tell me what day it is. I'm there. I don't sure. fucking care what the cost is. I will drop two hundred fifty dollars to go watch a forty five year old Eddie Vedder fucking scream out "Even Flow" to me because I am going to be fuck yes here i am and maybe i just have less disposable income because <laughs> <laughs> honestly like my favorite live show i've ever been to is Rammstein, and i've seen them two, yep. two three times hands down best show i've ever seen but their tickets are like 500 bucks a pop and i can't afford to go see them like they're yeah. they're playing they always do like summer tours but it's always like 500 that, bucks a that's tickets. why i brought up the rolling stones right yeah, like so I, that's i can't afford it and i but like I'd love to go see him, but I don't have that kind of disposable income to but drop. People do. People do. When was Romstein's last album released? Because I'll tell you, I don't give a fuck. <clears throat> you know when the it last? Was probably last year. Like they they have been they have they never stop. Like yes, they got big here, like doing Duhast and whatever. But like they that is a band that consistently Holy has put shit. out new music yeah. probably every year, year and a half for the last. 20 years. Well, and okay. they sing in German, and I don't understand German. So they could be hard. telling me how to make chocolate chip cookies, and I have no idea. Right. But I, I have so no idea, here, and I wouldn't care because that's how good of a show they put on. Right. So check this out, though. Right? So 95, 97, 99, 2001, 2004, 2005, 2009, 2015. They yeah, did a live album in 2017. Come on, fucking just trying to get a check. 2019, 2022, and then they just released another single in 2022 called Dick and Time. <laughs> but I didn't know that Romstein had that that catalog. Like I would have no so, idea. So I think the other part too, and you know, I kind of experienced this when you were talking about uh, you know some of the metalcore bands that you were listening to, and I was interested. And you were you were telling me there is so much content to consume. It's so you hard. You just yeah. cannot do it. It's literally physically impossible. So you, I think, along with what you're saying about music being more not generational anymore, no, it's because like there's you just de- so much you out also there. Develop, you have to pick something. You really develop your taste for music when you're in high school. Like, your last couple of years of high school is like... I'm going to disagree late, with that completely, late, but I want to hear what you have to say. Like, late teens, early Go 20s, ahead. That's when, like, you kind of concrete in and, like, okay, that's my style of music. So what was that album for you? I'm going to kill your whole thought here, but what was that album for you? It wasn't an album. Okay, what was... I mean... Who was your artist? Yeah, who was your artist? Your concreted artist that you just said everybody has. I didn't say artist. I said that style of music. Okay, so like So, like, Korn, Rammstein, System of a Down, Slipknot, those... Those okay. that was the big time period in my life when I was, like I said, late teens, early twenties, when they were at the height of what they were doing, and that I still listened. Like honestly, I don't even usually pull up Spotify or any of the other streamings. I make a playlist based off of all my old CDs that I put into iTunes and stuff like that. I I have a playlist that I listen to more than anything else. 
I will date the fuck out of myself and probably the rest of us here at this table. <laughs> Who else remembers driving down the road completely fucking distracted, flipping a giant CD oh, yeah. book, looking for that one album because you got to listen to that one song? Oh, yeah. My CDs are still sitting. Yeah, I still have all of mine as well. <laughs> I don't have a CD um, player, but they're still sitting over there. What about you, Mike? What was the uh, what was the defining moment for you musically? So I think, kind of like I alluded to earlier, I, would, I believe I was a late bloomer in music okay to be honest so when i was a young teenager probably 16 is when i really started like getting interested in music and going to concerts you know there was family stuff going on there was an older person around that took the concerts and and things of that nature but as i got older i was i never really was a country fan but i was really more interested in different kinds of music i guess so yes, that might be you know to, to Tony's point that might be your your bread and butter so to speak. But I, I think, think like I think as you, you like, grow, you start to pursue other interests in music and like hey, why was this band you know so interesting and you know who was Led Zeppelin? I don't know who is the Architects. I'm curious, like because there's so much good stuff out there you know i'm not saying that you can't appreciate more music after that but your core like your core doesn't change like the thing like your go-to like your okay this is like you said you know 10 by pearl jam or whatever like there are certain albums that will concrete i challenge (laughs) either one of you to come up with one of those concrete albums that's been within the last 10 or 15 years i wonder Um, what's next by chevelle that wasn't the last 15 that was one of their that was released in 2002 we said in the last 20 years. I said 10 or 15. Okay, well, I wasn't paying attention. So that was 20 years ago. Fuck, my wife is always right. And how old were you 20 years ago? I don't want to tell anyone that I was 21 20 years ago. Okay, so um, early 20s, like I said. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you that because now that as we as we discuss through this and as I think about defining musical moments. Well, hold on one quick, one quick second. Who sang Freebird? That was be Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Sure. So that album with Freebird on it, I don't know what it is off the top of my head. That was something that I got into within the last 15 years, 10 years, that is very impactful to my life. And I will, there will always be a place in my mind for that album. Now, did that album come out when I was in my formative years? No, obviously it came out way before. But when I started listening to it, yes, it affected me to a point where it was equal to something that happened in my formative years. 100%. Three songs that formed my entire thought, Pink Floyd's. Comfortably numb. That allowed me to understand. I remember I was sitting in the car with my stepdad, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is this song? This is amazing!" Because it's one of those songs you can set back and close your eyes, and you can go, "Fuck!" You can just see the notes, right? It just courses through you. Absolutely amazing. That. Where did you sleep last night? From Unplugged in New York from Nirvana. Nice. Uh, absolutely. Literally, as I even mentioned the song, chills. Fuck yes. Thank you, Kurt. Still pissed off at you. And then, see, now I can completely sidetrack myself. Fuck, that's a great song. Everybody needs to go listen to that and immediately send us an email about how goddamn awesome that song is. Um, And then it was one by Metallica. I remember hearing that with my stepbrother, sitting in the car. My mom did not want me to be listening to metal music. She was Randy (laughs) Travis, Waylon Jennings, that kind of like, you know, country twangy stuff. And we definitely was listening to Metallica and that was absolutely formative for me. Those three songs have led me to... I'm so excited to go see you mentioned Architects. Wow. You guys have got to check out Architects, first off. Just absolutely incredible. Can't wait to go see them. But, I mean, just stuff like that. And then, you know, you get into uh, Broken Hands uh, by, you know, Lamb of God is another song that fucking incredible, but not one that was ever really popular. So, like, that kind of stuff was very, very formative for me. 
Yeah, and I'm not saying it needed to be like mainstream popular, but like when you heard those songs, like they were definitely the last album that you came up with was 20 years ago. Yeah, but I mean, so for those that wish to exist, um, the Abbey Road version is better, by the way, for everybody, um, is Architects. That was released last year. That's an album I haven't been able to put down. Like, I literally just keep listening to. Another one, The Death of Peace of Mind by Bad Omens. Completely different from everything that Bad Omens has released, you know, up to up to now. Completely different. Completely mesmerizing from track one all the way to the end. So, and those are songs, you know, those are in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, they're released. And I mean, I can go on and go on about stuff like that. But so, so did you like Bad Omen prior to this album? Absolutely. Would you have picked up this album had you not, had it not? Yes. Yeah. So you would have found this song or any one of those songs had it been from a different artist? Yes. Okay. I think they're... And, that, and that's part of what you do is you listen to Spotify and so you're constantly hearing new stuff. And I guess that's where I differ a little bit because I kind of, like I said, I do playlists off of, mm-hmm. you know, CDs that haven't been relevant 10, 15, 20 years. So, like, I have a real, you know, history playlist going and so I don't catch a lot of the newer stuff. Right, but- well... I think that's a self-fulfilling cycle that you get yourself for, into. For me, that's that's my problem. When I listen to... And it's not... It's not bad. It's not no. bad, but it's also... It's one of those things that I miss, like, going to concerts and stuff like that. Like, I don't go to nearly as many concerts as I used to. But when I did, that's when I would pick up new music, is the opening bands. Like, that's how I would... That's how I would get into new things, is I would pick up... You know, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm here to see Hell Yeah or something like that. And I would see, you know, three opening acts before then. And I'd go to the merch table and pick up a CD or whatever. I don't go to nearly as many concerts as I used to. And the ones that I do go to are a little bit more, you know, the whole lineup. Like it's not discovering new music at that point. You're paying, you're paying top dollar to go see what you want to see. And so I haven't been able to do that between COVID, between surgeries and shit like that. Like it's, it has kept me from doing a lot of that i love that you mentioned the opening band if you guys are buying concert tickets and not showing up for the opening band fuck you yeah i mean that in the absolute most i don't care if you take offense to it fuck you so i went to two years ago right before COVID happened the last concert that i saw we went to go see the band ginger okay absolutely amazing ukrainian band there's a band called the browning that does a kind of electronica metal kind of thing oh my god i could have after that band, I could have been completely done. Another situation. We went to go see Ask and Alexandria. Big Ask and Alexandria fan. Black Veil Brides was the headliner. Didn't stay. But Our Last Night and Crown the Empire, I had never really heard of before that. Holy shit. Huge fan now listening to those guys. So if you're not going to listen to the opening band and you're only showing for that for the headliner, fuck off. Get there earlier. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And show, shows that I've been to where that happens and like, you know, the opening bands are almost playing to an empty room. I think it's super shitty and it almost, I don't want to say it ruins a show, but it definitely brings down, brings the energy way down and it would have been a much better show had they had, had the people that actually bought tickets for the whole show showed up for the whole show. Like that would have, it would have completely changed the entire dynamic of it and would have made it better. I've also, I've gone and I've seen opening acts and they put on such a good live show that I go, like I said, I go to the merch table, I talk to them, you know, you buy the CD or whatever, and the CDs are not nearly as good as the live show. But you overlook that because you saw the live show and you it brings you back to that live right. show. A lot of these opening bands are grinding. 
I mean, they're they're just they want someone to listen to it. Yep. Go to the live shows, support band. Yeah. So I just want to back up a moment when you talk about like formative albums and after your formative years, so to speak. So I went to see Slipknot and their opening band. Talking about opening bands was Trivium. Oh my God, Trivium and is I an amazing concert. Fell in love with Shogun right there. And that was 2009. Yeah. So, so that's within your little 15. And I, I could listen to that nonstop and it moves me in a way. It, you know, and also to your point, you also get to go experience that and see them live in, you know, their and so, their glory, so to speak. But they had good music. So I what I try to do is I try to think of when someone recommends an artist to me and I have the internet at my disposal sure. for lack of better words, then I have, I don't want to say responsibility, but I feel compelled to, you have no reason not to, right. I feel compelled to go in and listen to that because in 2022, that's your version of seeing the opening band or listening to the opening band. Well, so. I mean, honestly, bring me the horizon. I got into strictly off of your recommendation, like that. That's a long ass time ago. It, it was a long. <laughs> it was a long time ago. So I remember. <laughs> so I I picked up. So speaking of bring me the horizon, you were I, working in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up uh, "Stand Up and Scream" by Asking Alexandria the same day uh, that I picked up. Some Paternal by Bring Me the Horizon. Those are two incredibly formative albums for me as well. Wow. Just start to finish. Absolutely incredible. Two totally different styles of music. And now Bring Me the Horizon has altered and changed their sound over and over and over. And now they did a fucking song with Ed Sheeran. I mean, like... Was it any good? Oh, it was amazing. Okay. Uh, I think it was Shape of You, if I remember correctly. Come on now. I mean, Ed Sheeran doing a song and allowing Ali Sykes to scream in the middle of it. Live, I, I, like I metal said, has I, fucking arrived, everybody. And that's that's what I'm saying, though. Like I would have never, I would have never looked into that band had it not been off of your recommendation. And half the bands that I listen to now, or did before, I would have never listened to had I not seen them live. Like I think the concert going experiences circumvents that core whatever, because like a good live show can completely change everything. Yeah, so one of the things I would challenge both of you guys to do, because you guys are the TV guys, I am the Spotify guy, I'm, I promise you there's a red light that goes off if I don't log in by like 6.15 in the morning. Those guys are freaking out, sending welcome well, wagons, all kinds of shit. I mean, you say you get like the goosebumps when you hear a certain song, like no, no bullshit, like riding around in the car or whatever, like I pointed out to my wife, there are certain songs that like as soon as they kind of pop on or as soon as like a, it really kind of kicks in, like that just spreads like you it does and i mean and that's like well ago i seriously no bullshit mentioning that song you know where did you sleep last night fuck i mean it, if a song doesn't create that kind of a reaction for you you're listening to the wrong music find something else go into your spotify open it up pull up your favorite band and then go to you know what other fans like i think or fans also like scroll through that look for the most obscure shit you've never seen and then listen to their album and then do it again for somebody else even more obscure from there I grew up in the generation, which, God, I wish everybody did, because I got to sign my dad. But I used to work at a grocery store that was next to a little mom and pop record store. I got paid every Thursday. It was like a little strip mall kind of situation, right? So I got paid every other Thursday. I would go every other Thursday, and I would buy a CD that I wanted, and then I would go over to the metal section, and I would choose whatever I thought had the gnarliest, craziest album art, and I would buy it. That's the only way you could pick music back then. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. It was awesome, right? Because you couldn't preview it. There was no Spotify. Well, there was right. no nothing. Some of the most amazing music I've ever listened to was that. 
And of course, it was like the sixteen ninety nine album. Oh fuck yeah, it was. Why is it so expensive? God yeah. forbid it's the nine ninety nine album. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, like you said, the mainstream ones are like ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you know, whatever it comes down to, music, it, it literally, if it if it's not moving you, and if you can't close your eyes and really just disappear into the song, I challenge everybody listening find something else to listen to. And I mean, honestly, like some. Sometimes it's not even the music necessarily is like the circumstances around the song. Like, yeah, the one that pops to mind is uh, Bad Wolves covered Zombies. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame Tommy Vex decided to like just fuck his entire career up with those political views. But anyway, I digress. You digress. But the when they did that cover, they were supposed to have the lead singer, the Cranberries, come in and do the cover with them. But she... I believe she killed herself like a week before she was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I'm record. not sure how that all happened. I, I didn't. Just, I don't know. She killed. I thought herself. she just I thought died. She just passed away. Yeah, she might have just passed away. It's been a while. I mean, yeah. that's five, six, seven years ago at this point. But that that song ended up being kind of a tribute. And honestly, I I almost prefer that version over the original version. At that I point, I do 100. You know? Like I get more, way more into that version than the original. I like them both. So can I, tell I don't you dislike the original, <laughs> but like that that one hits me harder. So I love cover music as well, right? Because I yeah, love whenever a band takes a song mm-hmm. and does yeah. something completely different. So I also love acoustic music. Sometimes. Sometimes, absolutely. Like some of the I, coffee house shit I'm not into. The liquid I, I band takes and they have to recreate their music acoustically. Like unplugged, once again, a generational thing. Right, right. But I, I like a acoustic song on an album, not an entire album. So I challenge you then to listen to... Smith and Myers. Smith and Myers is, is the lead singer of Shinedown, yeah. the guitarist and the lead singer. Mm-hmm. I've seen them two, three, three times, three times, two, I or three times, Shinedown whatever. Before they were doing a co- acoustic, I saw them a yeah. couple of times. So I've seen Shinedown a couple of times too. Really good. But I will tell you one of the other major influences in my musical taste that I still listen to all the time was Chris Cornell as a vocalist, right? So Brent comes out and they do the whole, you know, they start up a little bit of tribute to Black Hole Sun. There was not a dry eye in the entire venue as they covered Black Hole Sun acoustically. And, and I think. And it was like two weeks after Chris had died. Sure. But oh my God. But just, that's also a live performance versus an album. That like, is a live it, performance, but. And if had no. you heard had you heard that on an album versus actually being there to experience it, wouldn't have been the same experience. It probably would have been the same experience. So go watch your bands live. Agreed. Like I love going to concerts. I really, really do. It's one of my oh, favorite fuck things. COVID. Like COVID almost took that from us, guys. I know. So, I'm gonna go fight that motherfucker COVID right now. Take it. Deep. Yeah, we are because we're gonna go see Architects and from Moth the Flames. <laughs> fuck yeah, we are. Yeah, I don't even know what that's all about, but apparently I'm. I already going. bought tickets. I already bought tickets. We're good. And I did not know. That's, that's funny. Right. I invited you guys to a concert this weekend too, and uh, nobody wanted to go. Who did you want to go see? Who was it again? It was Static X and it was Static X, Power Man Five Thousand, Rob yeah. Zombie, Mudbang. That's because that's four bands that I probably wouldn't have enjoyed going to. I'm sure you'll Sorry. have a great time. Oh, do you want? Do you want to go? <laughs> You're not even going. Nobody, nobody wanted to go. Do you want to go see Architects with us? When is it? September eighth. It's on a Thursday. Adam's driving. I'll drive. Where's it going? Or where at? The rave. It's at the rave. You can pick me up on the way. I work. Fuck yeah. Um, All right, I, I'll grab you a ticket too. Anyway, I'll be more than happy, Tony, to shoot you over some music for you to listen to some of the newer stuff, um, especially some you know crazy covers of you know your top forty stuff that's you know done in a in a metal vein. And they yeah, share stuff I, with Mike all the time. I really like, like I said, I like covers like that too. Like when, I mean, even when Corn was doing that kind of stuff or 
Corn and Limp Bizkit, you know, like they would cover music or whatever. Mm-hmm. Corn's like Unplugged album was really good too. Yeah, and like making it a little bit different. Like even, I mean, I know it was kind of corny, but like when... <laughs> but I'm pumped. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't even talking about them now, but like when Metallica did like their symphony album, that double album or whatever, like something. Yes. I really enjoyed that actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Um, on so you were talking about Bring Me the Horizon. Mm-hmm. Don't believe they released the album, but they performed at the Royal Albert or Royal Albert Hall mm-hmm. uh, with a full symphony and choir. Really fucking good. You can find that on YouTube. And uh, and that's the other thing too is I much prefer a smaller venue when i go to a concert versus like an arena show or like you know tinley park or whatever like where you're more or less watching it on a monitor than actually watching the stage that's not like music so far back like i saw so many bands at tinley park too i so many bands and i'm not saying that there's no value to it but i'm saying that i much much prefer like house of blues or even austin's now like it's aragon let's go to the ballroom yeah aragon the chicago theater the rave you know like it's like those smaller venues are much more but you're probably also getting the smaller headlines in some you're, of those you're right places. like you're not getting like the, or it, the major acts yeah or, or it's going to be so ridiculous that you go to see like a major band at the ballroom, it's gonna not probably be a great experience either. Like so. you're not gonna see Metallica at the ballroom, right? Exactly. Yeah. But like, I don't even think Corn would play the ballroom anymore, and that's where I saw them three times. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I mean. Like, though, would you rather see Corn at the ballroom? Yes. Or at Soldier Field? Ballroom. Right. Would you rather see him at Tinley Park or at the ballroom? Yeah, I did see Corn. Can't remember where off the top of my head. I took my wife. And it was in Indiana somewhere at a soccer stadium, I believe. Well, and we saw corn there, and it 100% is not the same. Well, we also saw him at Allstate, and, you know, that was my first show. Like, that was my first concert was Family Values Tour 98. You know, like, we went and saw corn and Limp Bizkit and Ice Cube and Rammstein. Wasn't that the Horizon? Rosemont Horizon? It was the Rosemont Horizon, not at the, the Allstate Arena at the time. Right, yeah. now it's Allstate. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like. And even then, like the opening acts from that band or from that show, I went on, I went on to like, I looked up their, their albums and I went and I, you know, Orgy was there. I mean, that was yep. Blue Monday and all that. Yeah. Yep. So like, that was a cover song. Yeah. Yep. So like the, I went and I picked up their albums after that show. Like I even picked up the live, the live concert album or whatever from that, that had a, from all the different artists and everything like that. The family values tour. If I remember, God, I remember that. That was a good tour. That was a good that, one. That was a hell of a tour. It kind of biscuit and corn. Ice cube. Um, yeah. yeah. Ice, ice cube. cube. Orgy. Rammstein. Like I said, that was my first. I concert. think that was the only time I saw Rammstein. I saw them values. again a couple of years later. They were playing with Slipknot and uh, Slipknot, System of Down, Mudvayne. Like it was Pledge your Pledge of Allegiance tour or whatever. It was a few years later, but amazing, amazing show. Yeah, there's a compilation album on Spotify. A what? A compilation album of the Family Values tour, the best uh, performances. <laughs> Limp Biscuit, Primus, Stained, Corn, Method Man, and Red Man. Stained. Filter. Yeah, filter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That Fuck tour, yeah. The Crystal Method. That tour went on for like five or six years. Like, and it got a little bit away from my taste. But I mean, the original one, like, it, what was the what was that other one we would go to? Twisted Christmas. Twisted Christmas. Twisted Christmas was badass too. So I mean, like those shows. I mean, honest, that was my first concert, and I was like 
13 at the time. <laughs> I know. I got in a little trouble because I think we went together, didn't we? Yeah. You Joey and... It was you and the wife and maybe Chris? Maybe. I'm going to listen to Dysfunction on the way home. What's that? Stained. The Stained album, Dysfunction oh, on the way yeah, home. That's a good that's one. That's a fucking cover-to-cover cover album. Mud Shovel. Yeah, I mean... <clears> I, oh, I think that's got Zoe Jane on it and a couple others. I will admit no, when I'm... When I, Sorry, or, that was 14 uh, Shades of Grey. Me, Raw, Mud Shovel, like that. Fuck it. Yeah, when I'm oh, feeling... I'm so when I'm feeling nostalgic... I agree with you. Then I go back to my, my teens and my early 2000s and say... It's the thing that gets, like, every time, like, I'm all jazzed up and get motivated to go to the gym or whatever and I make a playlist, like, those are the ones that get my blood pumping. Like, those are those are no. the ones that just get me, like, couldn't be more... Couldn't be any more motivated after listening to that stuff. Like, it keeps me going through the whole workout. See, I, for whenever it comes to working out and doing stuff like that, I am much more in the Memphis May Fire, um, fuck, Fame on Fire. It's a lot of fire bands. It's a lot of fire in it's your a life. a lot of fire bands. Yeah. You um, seem to have a lot of anger. Uh, yeah, and I mean, no, and it, it's funny because, you know, I, I work in an environment that, that's not normal. That breeds anger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it definitely doesn't. But I mean, like, it, it's funny. We have a lady, you know, a lady that stopped by my desk the other day, and she was like, you listen to that metal music, don't you? It's like, yeah, why? She's like, Fleetwood Mac's pretty heavy. I think I know what you're talking about, too. We're on different points, on We really are. I, I promise you. I'm not going to say her name, I, but I know that, you're talking about. I thought that was going in a different direction. No, no. It, it was. It's pretty funny because she was trying to give me, you know, like a, a like, recommendation. This is the hardest shit I know. Have you heard of it? You got that good weed, don't you? <laughs> right. But, I mean, it was kind of funny. And, I mean, you know, and it just I thought it was hilarious because she was like, just want to give you a, a suggestion. Fleetwood Mac's pretty fucking heavy. <laughs> they blew coke up each other's butts with straws. Right? And I really just wanted to be like, no. Do you... Do you, do you, just, just maybe, not. No. maybe not. Maybe no, not. I'll just be quiet. I'll, ch- I'll check them out. But no, I mean, like, do you guys find... <laughs> I don't know if I know a single hard Fleetwood Mac song. Like, there's not even a, like... There's metal, not one. Like, I, semi-soft. I seriously, as she finished that, I went straight onto my computer and I pulled up Fleetwood Mac and I clicked, this is Fleetwood Mac, you know, on Spotify. And I listened to like five songs and I was like, there is nothing heavy here. Wow, you're off your rocker. You know, it's and funny. I wanted to tell her, it would be like, hey, check out Warren Ashore and get back to me. Oh, God. <laughs> Let me know what you think. Dillinger Escape Plan. Get back to me. It's cool. That's the thing, though. Like, they'll never do it. Like, that, they've, they're all full of suggestions, but as soon as you suggest something and, like, they can't get past, like, the first five seconds of it. And yeah. It's... Well, and that's just today at lunch. Just today. Uh, we were talking with, you know, one of the guys, you know, at work, and we were talking about music somehow. And I brought up and I played him Sun Eater by Lorna Shore. He made it like 20 seconds in and he was like, no, nah, I don't think so. I think I blacked out during that time period. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Lorna Shore is, Will Ramos, their vocalist, is unreal. But it's the very extreme side of metal. Yeah. You know, very extreme. You know, um, I'm more of a metalcore guy. I want to have a, a clean vocal punctuated by a harsh vocal, you know, so I definitely it's the high career. vocals that turn me off. Yeah, I mean, just like his pig squeals and he calls them like goblins or whatever he does. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not in the metal at that level. It, it's a lot. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Like, He, if he you, does a good job, though, of going back. Like, he'll do the high shit, but he'll also do, like, the low stuff, yeah. too. Which there is, crazy is on YouTube, there's a reaction channel called The Charismatic Voice. Elizabeth, if you hear this, I love you. <laughs> but 
she's an opera singer that has really opened herself up to listen to shit she would never normally listen to and kind of go on this like you know like metal kind of thing and she actually met up with will ramos and they went to this like i don't know what the technical term is but they basically stuck a camera down his throat because of the noises he's able to produce and they were like what the fuck are you capable of and they wanted to make sure he was doing it in a healthy you know constructive way We'll call it an esophanoscopy. <laughs> sure, we'll, we'll call it whatever you want. But that was, I watched 45 minutes of this guy making these weird-ass noises with a camera down his throat. Incredible. Oh, I mean, like, the guy's super gifted. You probably make weird noises with a camera down your throat, too. There's a make lot of weird noises with something <laughs> else with <laughs> something down your throat. <laughs> oh, nothing like a good gagging joke. Can't beat it. We were having a great constructive... Uh... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> wow. Or can you? Only on Tuesdays. Well, this has been another conversation of great significance. Uh, always a good time with Mike and Adam here. Never never fails to entertain. Thanks for having us. If you take anything away from listening to this podcast today, on your commute to work, laying in bed, trying to fall asleep to our soothing voices, go support your live bands. Listen to new shit. Go there for the opener. Let music move you. Shit's amazing. Live music is life-changing. You know, just go and let it take you over, man. Connected to a moment in your life. And put your damn phone down. Don't, you're never going to rewatch that fucking video again. You will never. Enjoy it. Never, ever. After you post it to your, the Instagram or whatever. Once everybody knows how cool you are. I don't know. There's a lot of funny fucking videos out there. <laughs> of concert? No. Just That's what he's saying. That's what I'm he's saying. saying. Oh, I at see. The, at the I'm concert, an idiot. Put, put your, your phone down. God, nobody <laughs> wants to watch the fucking concert through your phone screen as you hold oh, it up. Oh, yes. Fuck that you. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. All right, here we go. Two. We're not done yet, okay? Oh, yeah, we're, we're not, not done. done. We're so not done. One is, here we go. Watching videos of people holding up their phones at a concert because they're trying to take a fucking video of the fucking concert is fucking annoying as shit. And just the you taking a video of the concert, like, stop. Just fucking watch the fucking concert for fuck's sakes. I don't need to see it on fucking Snapchat. It fucking sucks. Stop. Your phone doesn't need your constant attention. Put it in your pocket. I can, I can understand, and I'm not doing it. But I could understand, like, during your favorite song or something, if you clip, like, the chorus or something like that, just whatever. But as no. soon as as soon nope. as that nope. 10 seconds is over, put the fucking phone away and enjoy the fucking show. No, I have a better idea. During your favorite chorus, fucking scream your ass off I'm and enjoy the fuck out of it. I, I, put again. your phone away. Put it in your pocket. Be there. There will be, be a video. present. Yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Somebody else will do it. Fair enough. But you know what? Put your hand up. Fucking rock out who gives a shit who's watching and enjoy the moment. Put your phones away, guys. I'm not. Put them away. Unless you listen to us, then keep it out. Yeah. Unless it's Bluetooth, then you can put it away then. I'm not it because it's not something I do. I just, like I said, I'm all about being there and being and watching the show. Like I said, that's how I discover 90% of the music when I was growing up was opening bands and things like that. Like, you know where I think that phone thing really started? And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Instead of lighters, they would put the flashlight on. Yes. Bring a lighter. Just bring a lighter. Just bring a lighter. Yeah, I get one of them big grill lighters and <laughs> boom, you can aim and find you can get up really high on that. Absolutely. So one of them torches from Menards. <laughs> right. I got a tiki torch going. <laughs> Man, don't fucking video the favorite ten seconds to the chorus. Just don't. Fucking watch it. Yeah. Be there. Be present. I agree with you. 
We'll talk to you all next week. Not arguing. And as always, hopefully you can have your own conversations of great significance in between our episodes. Put your phone down, talk to your friends, and watch live music. Do a good job. Don't fuck it up. Eat ketchup on your hot dogs. Fuck ketchup. Fuck your ketchup. Skippy and grape jelly. Don't get me started. I'm all... (laughs) My heart rate was almost down. Okay, everybody. So we're looking for feedback. Uh, Just want to know what you guys are thinking about the show so far. Also, your thoughts on live music and concerts. So hit us up on cogs.pod at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on Twitter at CogsPod, on TikTok at CogsPodcast, or on Instagram at Cogs.Podcast. As always, we appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we hope that you guys have some significant conversations of your own.